Dexter shows Arthur Mitchell his monster, and Christine gets a visit from dear old dad. What did you guys think about this episode overall? Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. It it gave a, a little bit more insight into what's going on in the Mitchell household and and jumped everything forward quite a bit. And just it, it started the the race to the finish, and I, I, I'm excited. Yeah, I really liked this one, too. I thought we had a lot going on. There were some really good high points to the season in this episode, especially in in the Mitchell household. This episode gave me such anxiety because that is exactly how family functions usually turn out. And I felt like it was so... It's so realistic. I was like, this is so good because it, it feels real. And uh, I really enjoyed it for that aspect because not a lot of shows make me feel like I have anxiety and I felt it through the entire episode, which is bravo. Yeah, I think the reveal of uh, what Arthur Mitchell is like with his with his family, like what that inner uh, dynamic is really like was fascinating. And it's just another another layer of the onion to the most complex villain certainly but probably one of the more complex characters they've ever introduced in the show um he's got he's got just as much going on if not more than than dexter does um so i feel like they really they really came up with a lot for this character i do like how you introduced it with the whole dexter shows arthur mitchell his monster because kind of t- context, that's such a, a funny <laughs> thing to say. Yeah. So, yeah, so if people good, didn't, uh, if they hadn't seen it, they would be like, well, this is a holiday for the books. Showing <laughs> the monster. What was, uh, was that, isn't there like a B-52 song about it? Or the lead singer, at least. Oh, Make the Monster? The uh, There's a monster in my pants. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. All I could think of was Rock Lobster, and I was getting really confused by the reference. But. Oh, uh, Fred Schneider has a very strange and interesting uh, solo career. <laughs> so, uh, Dexter explains to a frozen turkey that it has one more day. Mitchell destroys a bunch of his son's baseball cards or baseball trophies after finding out that Jonah quit the baseball team. Dexter finds the son smashing the classic car with a baseball bat. He tells uh, Jonah that. Or Jonah tells Kyle that Mitchell is abusive. Jonah agrees to return to the Mitchell house with Kyle for Thanksgiving, featuring Mitchell can't attack him when on his best behavior. Yeah, this this scene is a, a bit awkward because Dexter is just, like, stalking outside their house and then drives off after the kid. The kid, I don't think, ever asks him why he's there. He just, like... Oh, hey, Kyle's here out in the middle of nowhere following me around. He does say, what are you doing? Yeah. Oh. He does say, what are you doing here? And Dexter just deflects and asks his own questions. Hmm. I mean, it's a terrible explanation if I remember right, but I don't think the kid probably cared at that point. Like hunting gators or something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I I I don't remember it, but... Yeah. 
Uh, Deb has figured out about Trinity's victims. She also tells Dexter that they figured out that Trinity didn't shoot Deb. Dexter begs her to come over Thanksgiving, but she says no. The ACLU is threatening to shut down the DNA sweeps, so Angela and LaGuerta discuss this and the fact that they'll both be working over Thanksgiving and insert a shot of what looks like a 100-year-old photo of LaGuerta's family back in Cuba. <laughs> it was like in black and white, but like washed out sepia, like... Seriously, every, every scene that they have is just cringeworthy. Yeah. Yeah, they're not they're not making it easy on us this season with this whole love story for sure. It's just the whole back and forth and yeah. I'm I'm already over it. I'm like, okay, everything else about the season's really fun except this thing. <laughs> you got to have one drawback, I guess. Yeah. It's Dexter. It's Dexter. Dexter tells Rita that he'll be gone for a few hours on Thanksgiving. Rita mentions that Elliot, the neighbor, will be there. Dexter takes a video of the kids begging their Aunt Deb to come over for Thanksgiving. Deb watches it and says, fuck me. Uh, Which is an apt response, I think, you know? It's yeah. like she, just, she, can't, she never can just be like, oh, how sweet or endearing or, or, or anything. It's just like, fuck me is such a, ah, it's so crass. I get she's crass, but still, in that moment, it's, uh, it's unwarranted. <laughs> it's about the guilt trip. No, I know, they're, like, but it's just like, it on thick. I know, I get the guilt trip, but I'm just, that's just, I don't, why would somebody say it like <laughs> I probably would have said the words. same thing. <laughs> I, I actually, I actually I enjoyed it. All right, fair. <laughs> All right, if, if Brooke would say it, I'll let it slide. Yeah, I probably would have said the same thing. <laughs> I actually enjoyed them filming this because, of course, Cody ruins it, which is just par for the course. Yeah. I wonder, this thing with Dexter being gone from Thanksgiving, it's like, uh, I don't know, it, it didn't bother me, because obviously there's another parts of the story, but I think that too is like where my anxiety started to definitely start to creep up, because it's like he's he's doing this double thing, um, and it's it, and she's just like okay with it, you know, like we're back to that Rita sort of like... She gets mad at him, and then she gets okay with it. And then she gets mad at him, and then she gets okay with it. And now she's... This is like a big, you know, holiday thing. They want to set traditions, and, and she's just like, well, you know. Yeah. I guess you gotta do what you gotta do. Rita is always in service of the plot. Um, there isn't any sort of consistency to that. And... There... His his reasoning, his his... What he tells her, the lie that he tells her about where he has to be, is completely ridiculous yeah he, he says like uh that he has to go to a recreation that they're only doing on thanksgiving day deb invites masuka along out of pity which feels like the writer doing the exact same thing like we'll just throw masuka in here because we need something for him to do well also it was i, I felt it was a writer plot more because um the episode was going to get kind of heavy with the uh, whole ab uh, abusive household thing, and they needed a little bit of comedic levity. Comic relief. Yeah. It'd have been funnier if Masuka had somehow ended up with Dexter, <laughs> and he was just doing like the Jesse sitting between Walter and Skyler in Breaking Bad scene, where he's just like drinking that cup and looking back and forth. So. 
no Breaking Bad fans. Okay. Um, I got it. So, <laughs> I got it. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I, I fuck mean, you. I I, I, yeah. I mean, yes. Yeah, so that is a that is a great comparison. You're you're absolutely right. I, I apologize for not uh, solidifying that. Love Breaking Bad. Um. So Christine, the journalist, is over at Quinn's. Quinn says he has to work the holiday. She pressures him into spending the day with her. He doesn't want to get serious. She wins him over with talk of pecan pie. And he says, maybe I'll come by for dessert. She says, you just want to eat my pie. Is that it? Mitchell uh, sees Christine's article about the bludgeoning in the paper. Dexter has a few second thoughts about leaving Rita and the kids with Elliot. Rita assures him. Quinn shows up to work with Deb. He tells her he's avoiding Christine. Christine just shows up. And Deb totally fucks him over, telling Christine that Quinn can take the day off. Christine mm-hmm. tells Deb that he, uh, Quinn really cares about Deb, and she's sorry that Deb had to watch the man she loved die, which is a uh, something she shouldn't know that Deb starts to figure out. Angel was able to close the case that was aided by Miami Metro's DNA checkpoint-a-thon. Uh, Angel invites LaGuardia to come along to notify the next of kin that they caught the killer. LaGuardia seems interested until Angel tells her that it is official business. Kyle shows up at the Mitchell door unannounced. He has a $5 box of store-bought turkey-shaped sugar cookies. I read the label on the Blu-ray. Uh, <laughs> Jonah hasn't told them he was coming, so Kyle's sob story is his way into the in getting invited in. Uh, yeah, because Kyle, Kyle's not even there, right? He's like, hasn't shown up, so nobody knows where he's at or what he's doing. Jonah. Jonah, yeah, up. sorry. Yeah. Uh, Kyle is Dexter. They haven't heard from Jonah, and so Dexter just kind of quickly does this, you know, it's my first holiday alone, I didn't know what to do, and that always gets Arthur Mitchell to do whatever he wants. Um, Deb shows up at Dexter and Rita's and is weirded out by Elliot kids guilt Deb into playing with them. Rita realizes that the turkey is filling the oven and there's no room for any sides. Elliot mentions he has two ovens and she calls him a real lifesaver. Suka shows up with chocolate lava cakes. His specialty. This, this anxiety is just building up right now in me again. Like thinking about all of these moving parts. <laughs> it's an intense like, episode, man. It's. I don't even want to talk about it because it's just giving me so much anxiety. <laughs> just it's crazy but uh yeah masuka with lava cakes uh that that was like the i'm gonna say the icing on the cake (laughs) a little bit so were you anxious about what was happening at dexter and rita's house at all yeah because the elliot thing also was putting me into like an anxious mode because i was like oh well they've clearly established that that something could be like brewing here and so the fact where he's like he's there dexter's not there dexter's doing this thing trying to fake it over here uh, a lot of just like ba- bad laid plans give me anxiety. Yeah, I didn't uh, any of the times that I've watched these episodes, which I guess this is my third time watching him. Uh, I never really was worried about Elliot and Rita. I always just felt like that was to give Rita something to do while everything else was going on. There wasn't anything really that bothered me or had me kind of on edge about what was happening over there um for me it was all about you know whether or not um 
Jonah was going to be able to like successfully navigate his way back into the house with the damaged car, and if mm-hmm. uh, Dexter playing Kyle was going to be able to keep his dad from kicking his ass. So yeah, that's that's definitely the main thing that they're focusing on. I mean, for the storyline of Dexter's stuff, I, I I just got caught up in the whole Rita life for a hot second. Yeah, I guess. Well, it, you know. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you're wrong to do that. I think that's good that it worked that way for you. It's just yeah. uh, it, it was so much uh, so much lower stress for me than what was going mm-hmm. on with the Mitchells. And uh, you know, we'll get into it as we go. But uh, I did not expect it to go nearly as far as it goes with the Mitchells. I thought they would have, you know, this feels like what what normally would take like three episodes of Dexter to get through, and they do it all in one. It's just yeah. this one big nightmare Thanksgiving afternoon. So. Uh, Mitchell's wife asks if Rebecca can come out now. Mitchell says we'll go get her. That's a good <laughs> moment really, there because it's just super, it's where you start seeing how truly bizarre everything is because Dexter says, oh, is she grounded? And the wife laughs, oh, no, nothing like that. And you're like, well, shit, what is it then? <laughs> Nothing like that. What's She's happening? just padlocked in her room. <laughs> right. Like, with a bunch of stuffed animals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Angel and LaGuerta go find the next of kin. Turns out he was hit by a bus and is in a persistent vegetative state. Angel and LaGuerta tell the unresponsive old man that they found his wife's killer. There's a shot of their wedding photo, which isn't quite as bad as LaGuerta's Le- family. But it's next to some medication, and one of the bottles is a bright blue milk of magnesia bottle with a 1992 July expiration date on it in a hospital. I kind of went <laughs> back and forth around that, try, trying to figure out, okay, is it is he home? Is he getting medical care at home? No, no. Maybe it's a nursing home, which would maybe make it more possible that they have an expired bottle of milk of magnesia. But, yeah. But that expired? <laughs> right. Like... Well, I'm not saying it's a good nursing home. That's 17 years, like as far like when this aired. I was really trying to make it make sense, though, that maybe he's getting the care at home. No, that was just, and that was very pointed. Like they intentionally showed this super old bottle. Somebody thought that out. Yeah, I think they liked having. I like that they liked the color, like the set decorator liked the color. Honestly, I think that's what it was there for. And they just, they faced it so they could show you what it was, but, you know, in high definition, you can definitely see what the expiration date is, and it's, like, gross. The it was worst left over from, like, the set of Taxi ever. or something. Okay, not yeah. you, probably not, but... It's from a Seinfeld episode. Yeah, that's better. Rebecca says hello to Kyle. Mitchell invites Kyle to play football. He finds the casket in the garage. Mitchell says he made that when he was confused. Jonas shows up in the smashed car. He tells Mitchell he doesn't know what happened to the car. Dexter says that's why God invented car insurance. Mitchell comes out with a crowbar and lifts the fender. It says now the car is drivable and we can get it fixed. Yeah. When he was talking about the casket, he said he was going to like donate it to the needy. Yeah. Where do you donate a casket? <laughs> like, at what point is just like, here, sir. You need this more than I do. <laughs> Excuse me, homeless man. <laughs> I would probably be a dry place to sleep, at least for a couple of days, if it's raining. So, I guess. I, 
I uh, I think either uh, Dexter should go into car uh, insurance commercials or the Allstate man should show up yeah. and, uh, and and be in that scene. Like that was such a like a fun funny moment of like car insurance wah wah you know like thing. Well, like, he, he just silently was... walks out with that crowbar, and you're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't know what he's gonna do and what he's gonna say. Um. Deb tells Rita she doesn't know how Rita deals with all the kids in the house. Rita replies that Thanksgiving is only four days and that the three months of summer is much more difficult. Deb figures out that the schedule matches Trinity cycles. He's in the school system. Deb calls Quinn to try and get him to go and get him to go into work, but he tells her he asks her if he can wait till the next day. Uh, Christine pushes Quinn to reciprocate, calling her his girlfriend. She starts to go down on him, and he says, "You are so my girlfriend." Oh, this was like the the couch BJ, right? Yes. Yeah, that was. I was like, that's all they're doing on Thanksgiving is just oral sex. Yeah. All right. Well, and <laughs> I also just re- realized, like, I didn't put this together while I was watching the episode, but make up your mind, Deb. Like, she gave <laughs> Quinn the day off, and then she calls him and says, "Can you come in and work?" And he's like, "Well, no. Now, now I'm stuck with Christine, so." I'm doing that. Yeah, it, it's her fault. You know, I, that's what I would have been in a good line as a writer. Been like, uh, no, you already told me I had the day off. Fuck you. Fuck you. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Miguel? Fuck you coming off. <laughs> yeah. Well, fuck you. <laughs> um, or on the adverse, he could have said, "Yeah, I'm coming." <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then it just ends like the, the scene ends and then, and then a click and the scene ends and then they have pie sometimes mm. it writes itself Deb I'm going to send you a little animated gif of what's going on right now um, Kyle discovers Rebecca's room which has childish stuffed animals and locks on the windows and door Mitchell locks her in there Kyle goes outside to talk to Rebecca. He asks her if the locks and the door are for her dad. She says that her dad says they're there to protect her. Mitchell breaks one of Jonah's fingers. He stifles his scream so no one hears. Rebecca says that the locks were revenge for her running away. She offers herself to Kyle if he'll take her away from home. She tries to kiss him, but he pushes her off. Sally, the mother, sees this. Rather than yell at Kyle, <clears throat> she apologizes for Rebecca and asks him not to say anything to Arthur Mitchell. She it's includes such a good scene. she oh, includes okay. whatever you're going to do with her as one of the things that she's not worried about. Like whatever you're whatever you were doing, whatever you're going to do with her, just don't tell my husband. And Dexter uh, says, "What the hell does he do to these people?" Yeah. And she's so good in this scene, the the woman who plays his wife. She's playing like, I'm trying not to look freaked out, but I'm totally freaking out, and it's okay, do whatever, and I'm laughing, but I'm not really laughing, and please just don't say it. Oh, she's so good in that scene. And this is so tense. I totally get Zach's anxiety. This this is where the anxiety is just like, oh, get out of this house, get away from these people. It's awful. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, exactly. It's not just, like, pure anxiety of, like, uh, oh, no, like, ah. Uh, it's, it, like, it's it's uh, it's other levels of anxiety uh, all over the board. Like, I get anxious in different ways with the Rita thing and then with this thing and with uh, just, like, Dexter being alone with uh, Arthur later. I mean, there's so many levels of it. 
that puts you in different emotional states. And so What's much really dread. Um, it's just a sense of yeah. dread watching the interaction yeah. with the family. This particular thing uh, really hit home for me because I was actually in a situation sort of like this uh, where I was, it was before I had a license and the circumstances were kind of strange, but there was this girl that I was dating that lived about an hour's drive from me. So it was mostly a long-term relationship or a long distance relationship. Um, and on the, you know, brief occasions where we were able to spend time together, um, or even when I would like call her on the phone, it was pretty clear that um, her dad was like an abusive father or husband at, at the very least. I could hear like, you know, plate shattering and arguments going on and all that kind of stuff happening. And when I got um, freed up for the summer that year, I was going to basically stay with my cousin who lives like 10 minutes away from her house. And her mom took me aside and said, if you want to take her for as long as you want, you can. <laughs> like, you, you, can, you can be responsible for my daughter if you want. And we were the same age. Jeez. So it was, it was that brutal. And, like, that seriously... Um, that seriously made me like <laughs> second second guess like being a part of all of that is like that is way too much responsibility for me and I don't have a car and he's her dad and I'm not and <laughs> this is this is like way way crazy um, that you're telling a 15 year old boy that he can just take your daughter Jesus. yeah so how's the marriage working out? <laughs> uh, if you only knew, if, uh, if you only knew Hannah's dad, you know how funny that truly is. <laughs> uh, that's nuts, man. That, you made the right choice. I, I'm sh sure that you would have been very put off by all of that yeah. situation. I mean, it seems like you already were just in the point that you made it to after that. Like, yeah, that's nuts. Yeah. I mean, the, the whole situation was weird and crazy, but, like, watching that scene, it was like, you know, as far-fetched as this is, like, this actually happened to me, so. And that's the sad thing. It probably isn't that far-fetched. There really, you know, obviously yeah. there really are more situations like that than you would ever think. It's just, like, whatever to get the hell. Yeah, anything's better than where she's this. at. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, crazy. Uh... Rita calls and tells Dexter that Cody fell into the shed and that Elliot broke him out. Fucking Cody. That was so random. Ruins I, everything. I, I almost really missed that because I didn't... It was, like, such a random thing. Not that I need, like, a shot of Cody and playing near the shed or on the shed or whatever, but it just, like, came out of left field. It was, I, I, it was like they were trying to build tension, but tension already existed. So I just, yeah. it, it made no no sense I agree with you Aaron that's exactly how I felt I was like this is not necessary for the tension that's already happening <laughs> yeah I think the only reason they put that in there was to give Dexter a reason to actually leave the scene of the Mitchell house and not do something more or go further with it or like call Rita and say he couldn't come back or whatever 
because um, he's more worried about them finding his stuff than he's worried about Arthur Mitchell's continued abuse of his family. Um, so after that call, Dexter tries to leave, but he sees Jonah is bandaging his fingers, so he decides to stay worried for Jonah's safety. Uh, Angel and LaGuerta are enjoying Icy's Cuervo by the beach, like a boss. Uh, Angel's been thinking about the murder woman and or the murdered woman and her husband. Uh, he tells LaGuerta that he loves her. She's afraid to say it back in case he gets hit by a bus. Then she tells him to watch out for buses and tells him she loves him. Great. I, I prayed for a bus. I prayed for a bus. I was like, take them both. Just, just end this right take here. We didn't I, need to put anything about them even in this episode. This episode has so much good stuff. Just think of how much more of the Mitchell house they could have put in if they had taken them out completely. I actually notated it here. Please stop these segments. This makes it seem like it will never end. Please get hit by a bus. <laughs> this was a this was a open note to the producers. <laughs> yeah. Well, they needed they needed something for Luna Lauren Blas and David Zayas to do for their their paycheck their paycheck that and week. And they went with Icy's and Cuervo. Hell yeah. <laughs> what we all need to get through their their scenes so yeah i bet they, they i bet they made it so they had to shoot that scene quite a few times <laughs> they enjoyed their cuervo i season cuervo would have made that exponentially better i season cuervo actually sounds like a good recipe for throwing up that's fair <laughs> but <laughs> it so sounds like way scene. too much sugar um worth a shot so, so Rita hurts her hand, and Elliot lifts her onto the onto the counter and puts frozen peas on them. He tells her he likes to take care of her. He kisses her, then apologizes. He says he may have more of a connection than just being lonely. Uh, Rita insists she's not lonely. She has Dexter. Elliot said the guy who's never home. Masuka has apparently been watching from the window with his molten lava cakes, and he just sadly throws them into the trash. What a stupid a, tantrum. Yeah. It's not like it's Valentine's Day and you came over with heart-shaped molten lava cakes. I mean, they're just lava cakes. Well, it's it's almost like the way that he plays that scene, like Rita's quote-unquote betrayal of Dexter, he plays it almost like he was a teenage boy and he was interested in Rita and he sees that somebody else got there first and he's just like, I'm going home. Fuck the lava yeah. cakes. Like a Disney Channel show. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Ba- basically substitute the lava cakes for a bouquet of flowers, and that's every <laughs> other scene you've seen like that right. over the past 100 years of cinema. Yeah. Wah, wah. Uh, Masuka tries to leave Deb, but she insists he stay. They decide to hit the booze. Astra says to Masuka, are you the one my mom told me not to talk to? Masuka says, awkward. Single greatest moment in Dexter. <laughs> like, it's so good. It. I, I was like, did she talk to Brooke? <laughs> My actual thought was him walking in. Was like, seriously, they're going to expose Aster to this guy? So I kind of like that part. Yeah, she yeah, just I asked him totally straight-faced. So are you the one? <laughs> As I recall, back to the, like... 
weird guy photographer that was taking pictures of them in last season mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, she's totally, it's okay to talk to strangers or people who don't seem that strange, but Masuka, off limits. Yeah. Do not approach. It, it, like, it's such a, it was a very funny moment, but still very weird to me. That Well, yeah, Masu- I think the Masuka threat is more about, like, vocabulary words than yeah. anything else. She would learn she's a lot. She's a, a teen. Mommy, what's yeah. slug fucking? <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Masuka was talking about it. Um, Mitchell starts uh, Thanksgiving by saying that he's thankful for his family. The rest of the family say what they're thankful for, but don't mention him. He brings this up and specifically asks Jonah if he's thankful for him. Jonah says he is not. Sally, the wife, tries to jump in and say that she is so thankful for him, but Mitchell simply says, shut up, cunt. And Kyle says, whoa, Arthur. (laughs) Which, big step by Dexter. But, like, you know shit gets real when the C word gets dropped. Like, (laughs) like that rarely happens in except extreme cases. And I knew at this point that shit was about to go off the rails. Didn't he throw... Didn't he drop one before? There was something... Somewhere where he, like, got angry and said something like that before. I know he says it another time, but I don't remember if it's already happened or if it's coming up. Okay. I think it might be coming up. I th- I, th- I think I recall him calling another person... Or he called somebody a whore or something? I don't know. That, I think, did happen. Um, I don't remember who, though. So Mitchell starts, uh, Mitchell tells Kyle that it's time to go. He says he'll stay. Mitchell calls his daughter Vera and tells her to go to her room. Jonah says she's not Vera and she's not eight anymore. Jonah goes and starts throwing Mitchell's build trophies and shatters Mitchell's sister's urn. He begins, Mitchell begins to strangle Jonah. Dexter takes off his belt and pulls Mitchell off Jonah by the neck and across the floor. He pulls him into a smaller room and closes the door, grabbing a knife. He tells Mitchell that he should have killed him when he had the chance. The wife and daughter walk walk in and scream at the sight of the knife. Dexter releases Mitchell, and they rush to his arms. God, this family is whacked out. Ugh. Nuts. Yeah, go ahead. I don't know why they they scream. Like, they hate this guy, and yet they freak out when they see him with a knife. He's not stabbing him. He's not doing really any physical harm to him other than standing over him. But, yes, he has the knife. I just don't understand why they, they get so upset uh, when they hate this person. He treats them like garbage. And Dexter's trying to stand up for them. I get that there's probably some psycho, you know, psychoactive response to it all. But still, like, I don't know. I would. I was just like, I know we're a couple episodes short of the finale, but let Dexter just get wail away on this dude, you know? I think it's the mind fuck of being in that kind of controlling, abusive yes. situation where you are terrified of your abuser, but you're so brainwashed and just, they don't know how to function without Arthur either. They're terrified and, of him, but they don't know how to not have him. That's that's exactly it. Like, he, he controls everything. Like, it, it's pretty clear the wife doesn't work. So right. Arthur is the money. So, you know, who controls the means of production controls the But power. beyond that, like, their immediate <laughs> emotional reaction um, on top of someone's about to stab our family member their immediate emotional reaction is if if 
Arthur wins that fight and they didn't do anything to help him, they're double fucked. Mm. True. Mm. So them coming to save him from Dexter or at least get in between them and try and stop it. Um, But they don't, like, they also, like, I'm sure they're also completely blown off guard by the fact that mild-mannered Kyle is suddenly brandishing a knife against him, so... Like they were, they didn't sign up for anybody to get murdered on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I guess the, that was the first introduction of a weapon at that point too. Everything else had sort of been handsy, and now we have physical weaponry. That's yeah, that's yeah, true. Well, and if Dexter just choked him out with the belt, like done, easy. Yeah, but he didn't. He had to like rub it in his face that he should have killed him before, and then he doesn't get to. That's uh, Dexter's hubris right there. So there's a jump cut away to Dexter driving away with Harry in the passenger seat. Dexter says, I'm thankful to be out of that fucking house. Harry tells him that Mitchell will see him coming now. He also says that he could very well do the same thing to his family in a decade or two. That Dexter could turn into someone like Arthur Mitchell. Dexter arrives home and gives Rita a very, very grateful hug and looks at Elliot over his shoulder. Uh... Dexter checks on his sled. Nope. Dexter checks on his shed. (laughs) The slides in his trunk are safe. Uh, Harry reminds him that Trinity was supposed to be his template. Cody talks to Deb about watching Lundy die. Deb realizes that Christine somehow knew Deb saw Lundy take his last breath. She calls Quinn to see if Christine somehow had access to Lundy's file, but he says there's no way he learned his lesson. Dexter ruminates over his family in light of what he would just went through with the Mitchells. Cody says he's thankful for Dexter. Dexter says, let's eat, and begins to expertly carve the turkey. Quinn leaves Christine for the night. Seconds later, there's a knock on her door. Expecting Quinn, she opens the door, and it's Arthur Mitchell. She says, hi, Dad. Wow. Such a great cliffhanger, but I'll, I I want to go back just one scene where he's sitting down with the family and, and Rita says, Let's all say what we're let's thankful for. Let's all say what we're thankful <laughs> for. And he's like, No! <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh. Not doing that. And then, of course, Cody ruins it. I'm thankful for Dexter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was. I mean, obviously, it worked out with, like, the timing. He was over at Arthur's for a while. You know, it was a dinner at one or whatever, and then they played some football, and they hung out, and then they wrestled and tried to kill each other. And then he just just, just makes it in time to carve a turkey perfectly. Yeah. Because Dexter's a badass. It's only because Cody smashed through the, the top of the sled. I mean, shed. <laughs> So Rosebud. <laughs> so Zach, we we've obviously seen this before. So the the uh, cliffhanger didn't hit us quite as hard. What did you think of the the cliffhanger was, with Christine? Ooh, I was stunned. I I'll tell you this though. I already knew Christine was the shooter. Before, yeah. Like before even like earlier on, I think maybe like an episode back or so. I kind of started putting things in my mind together, but I w- uh, but I didn't see the dad thing coming, so I was sort of in shock, being like, "Oh, you dirty dog!" Yeah, did it. her motives don't quite make sense until this happens, right? But now it's like, "Oh, she's protecting her dad," for sure. 
And I, I remember when I first watched this and that happened, like, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, what is happening in this show? Everything's connected and everything is all ruined. And what is going to happen over the next three episodes? Yeah, uh, I'll say this. That's like, a, that, that's like a Game of Thrones moment. Like, when Game of Thrones reveals some sort of, like, big lineage thing or some bullshit thing that happens that makes all the difference in the story. Yeah. Like, that moment make was that moment, too. So, yeah. The solid. Al- solid. The almost red Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, this was, I mean, this is a really solid episode. And it's uh, one of the, one of the, the best from one of the best uh, seasons. So, uh, it was directed by John Dahl who did lots and lots of Dexter, 16 episodes overall. Um, And it was written by Wendy West, who was a supervising producer and writer in seasons four through eight. Um, This was her first writing credit of 11. Uh, Best line of the episode. I I have to vote. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) I think we're saying the same thing. (laughs) No, you go ahead. This is... okay. Are you the one my mom told me not to talk to? <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> That's pretty good. I I had an Aster line, but it wasn't that one. But it's funny that it's a, another Aster line, though. She she really shined in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mine for her was, uh, Then the pilgrims slaughtered them all, took their food, and went to church <laughs> the next day to thank God for all their good luck. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, after Cody's like, you know what they really ate at Thanksgiving, Dad? <laughs> and then Rita's like, it's a phase. <laughs> uh, I appreciate a good just like, uh, it's not a come to Jesus moment. That's like a fuck Jesus moment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I kind of like angsty Aster. She's pretty good. A full on teenage Aster. Yes. Yeah. Uh, how about the worst line of the episode? Well, straight out of the gate, Masuka, I can be your thigh man. I can be your thigh man. <laughs> yeah. When, I, 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 that was actually a solid joke. <laughs> when she said something about, I need a wingman for Thanksgiving, and he said, well, I can be your wingman, I can be your thigh man, whatever you need. Yeah, yeah I, I was, I was kind of searching, I think, because I didn't really find there to be too many bad line. I don't find there to be bad lines necessarily in this whole season. So sometimes I'm just searching for things for those because, yeah, like, they could still be a solid joke, but if Masuka says it, I'm gonna say it's bad. Uh, this is where I put the note. Um, I said, I love you from Batista to LaGuerta is the worst line, <laughs> and then I went on my rant about, I hope they get hit by a bus. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like Deadpool style, like Deadpool 2, yeah. where he like hugs the guy <laughs> and then jumps in front of the truck. <laughs> I went with all of Dexter's dialogue with the turkey, because he kept talking to the turkey. So that was kind of, mm-hmm. that was hard to pick you got one, one of day those left. lines. Yeah, Wait, sure. he talked Mas- that turkey too much. Masuka talked in an episode, and you didn't <laughs> give it that. Hey! I think I even gave him best line once. Come on. You did. Once. I think you gave him performance once. I did did. once. I don't like change, Brooke. (laughs) (laughs) Look, Uh, I picked somebody talking to a turkey over Masuka. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
How about the Chicky Hines Memorial performance of the episode? I gave it to Jonah. Okay. I thought the kid that played Jonah did a really good job, especially uh, during the breakdown at the dinner. This would have been the episode for him. I went with Arthur's wife. Yeah, she was really good, too. Yeah. Uh, then I go, I'll go with Rebecca. It's Vera. <laughs> yeah, I'd be having to put up with that shit. But also the way she approaches Dexter is like, you know, it, it threw him off, which is not easy to do. Mm. And it just the whole way that she approached him and was like, I'll do anything you want and all this. Just, you're just like, I didn't see that coming either so i think that was like one of those moments as well where i was impressed that they gotta watch those church girls man yeah they get locked when they want something they want something you know what i'm saying i think you do (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i get it back off dale (laughs) fuck me (laughs) that'll do it thanks for listening everybody uh thanks for helping out with the podcast see you on the next episode Deeply discussing.